Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Miss Delora, how are you on our wonderful recapping podcast record day? I'm doing all right. How are you? My my voice is better. I'm yes. excited about that. <laughs> yes, much improved. Um, I'm here, girl. You know, y'all don't know this recap nation, but Delora and I do this after a full day of work and after <laughs> a full day of other things. So we come on and thankfully we make it each week to get to talk to all of you. So we're thankful to be here. And we're thankful that you're listening. Absolutely. And on that note, you guys know our usual episode is headlines and hot topics today. And we have some to discuss. So, Delora, without further ado, let's get into some ish. Okay. First up, congratulations are in order for Eve. The 43-year-old rapper has welcomed her first child, a son, with husband Maximilian Cooper. It was announced Thursday of last week, Delora. And in the announcement on, I believe, Instagram, she -hmm. said, our beautiful boy was born February 1st, 2022. His name is Wild Wolf Fife Alexander Summers Cooper. That is a mouthful. She said words sounds like a wealthy European name. <laughs> she said words can't describe this feeling. Yeah, the name is interesting, but I thought it was even more interesting once Kylie Jenner announced her child's name as Wolf. I was like, oh, okay, so this is just a thing. This is just a name going around. Yeah. And it's interesting because Stormy was born on the first. Her son is born on the second, which obviously the second means so much to me. Um, But I just think it's a lot of coincidence there, but it's all good. I'm so happy for Eve. I missed her on Queens. Me too. I just watched the finale. Mm -hmm. Well, I just watched it like literally before we started recording today. So Mm -hmm. I'm caught up, but it's not been the same. Like her, she's definitely been a big absence. Is needed like amongst all the women for sure. Shout out to Queens. I really enjoyed y'all first season. And we haven't gotten a notice on season two yet. So um, I don't like that. I think, I I think we're going to get a season two. I think we're going to get a season two, but I did love how she got, still got to be a part spoiler alert for anybody who has not seen Queens. Cause we are talking (laughs) about it as if you guys have um, that her presence still felt somewhat. And I also love the inclusion of some of the other female rappers you know we had who came in at the finale we had trina Trina. popped up on screen like i got really excited i was like yes for showing love to the female hip-hop icons out here love to see it also 
And congratulations, Delora. Simone Biles. Yeah. Olympic champion and her NFL player beau, Jonathan Owens, shared on Tuesday that they are now engaged. She tweeted, woke up a fiance, okay? I can't wait to spend forever and ever with you. You're everything I dreamed of and more. Let's get married. Cue the brood on Mars. It's a beautiful night. We're looking for something dumb to do. Y'all know the song. I love that song. Mm-hmm. She shared even more photos and a post on IG, including video of her massive engagement ring. Delora, what'd you Very think? Nice. Oh, I was so ecstatic. Like, I can't believe it. We watched her grow up right before our eyes and to see that she's going to be a married woman. I'm just so excited for her just because not to say that she's going to retire because I'm sure there's a lot of conversation around that, but it's exciting to see her enter this new phase in life. Uh, like she really is an adult, right? <laughs> like Gymnasts for many, many years were, you know, little girls flipping around, you know what I mean? And in, in recent years, you know, Simone has taken the sport to a new level and we're seeing more, you know, mature or adult gymnasts and things along those lines. So it's just really exciting. I'm, I'm super happy for her. And they're very much a Texan power couple. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he played for the Texans and she obviously is based there. So super cute, super excited. They look so happy and beautiful together. Yeah, I'm very happy for Simone. I think this is the second like public relationship I've known about for her. But she, yeah. she has seemed so happy with him. He seems like a sweetheart. So yes. Simone, do your thing, girl. I know it's not been it was a it was 2021 was a little rough. So I'm glad girl. to see you're starting out 2022 very strong. strong. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So we had an engagement and then we also have a split to talk about, Delora. Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers have called it quits. The power couple has called off their engagement after less than two years together. The 38-year-old NFL MVP and the actress 30 have reportedly ended things for good months after they were rumored to have split. This is coming from TMZ. The couple started seeing each other shortly after the quarterback split from Danica Patrick back in July 2020. And their engagement. Abrupt. Yeah. Their engagement was announced in Feb 2021. Because remember, he had also dated Olivia. Not Olivia. Is it Olivia? Olivia Munn. Yeah. Okay. Why did I think I had that wrong? Okay. I think that was her. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Woodley was nothing but supportive of Rogers as he faced criticism during his COVID-19 vaccine drama back in November, but talks of a split escalated back in December. Word is Rogers was getting cold feet and prioritized his football career with the report adding Woodley felt neglected during the relationship. Again, this is according to TMZ. Any thoughts on this? Did you see this split coming? You know, I don't care about these people. Um <laughs> Especially him. I mean, I think the last thing that they said about their relationship was that they didn't agree on politics. You know, they agree to disagree. And I'm just like, uh, okay, I guess. You know, similar to uh, Cheryl from Curb Your Enthusiasm and her husband, who supposedly don't share the same politics as he's been mm-hmm. saying some 
wild stuff. So I, I don't, I can't, I, that's, that's a tough one when you're in a relationship for, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Like David and I couldn't be together if we didn't agree on the same Michigan team, let alone <laughs> Michigan versus Ohio, you know, let what alone the you. biggies. Yeah. Right. The big things in life. Right. Over under toilet paper roll. Like, you know, <laughs> hilarious you know breakups are no fun so I I was really surprised that Shailene said yes to him just because she really didn't have too many pro high profile relationships before him so none that I can think of because she keeps it really low-key you know she she likes to be an actress you know she's also also been an interesting person from like snippets Mm -hmm. I've heard of her like I remember her I think it was her talk about having the JJ out in the sun is good for it she eats coal or something like that to get rid of toxins yeah she's an interesting person so I was surprised I remember when they first got together because I mean I've been with Shailene since the secret life of the American teenager right so yes we 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 some years deep into this relationship (laughs) and really absolutely I wasn't expecting this coupling I remember initially so I remember being surprised when oh hey they're together and then oh hey they're engaged so I guess just as abruptly and as off-putting as it was for me when they first got, to, I shouldn't say off-putting. It sounds like I wasn't happy for them. It was just as surprising as it was when they got together. Just as surprising as it is now, because I'm like, was it the COVID thing or what? What was the nail in the coffin? Since you guys seem to be so happy and doing Disney and all this stuff, but you just never know. You can never call it with these celeb relationships because again, we ain't these. We don't know these people. And there is As a thing always called said. football widows. I'm I, I the name is <laughs> leaves much to be desired, but is a thing because football players it takes up a lot of their time, and especially I believe in the beginning of the season they're away and their wives have to hold it down. So that is a thing. So maybe she wasn't athletes ready for that. In general, I mean, I think yeah. athletes in general because a lot of times women's the women who were also in the spotlight, such as a Kristen Cavallari and such as a Giselle Boonchin put their careers on the back burner for that athlete spouse to kind of do their thing. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, again, when they mentioned she felt neglected, I'm sure it was about time and availability, but she was also, I mean, she's been booked and busy as well. I mean, she hasn't stopped acting. No. Um, So, There could be some of that, but, you know, wish you guys both individually the best as you continue on in your lives. All right. Oscars host is our final quick headline for today. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes have been announced to host the 94th Oscars, as previously mentioned in a previous pod that will air on March 27th. It has been 35 years, Delora, since as many as three people hosted Hollywood's biggest night and never have that many women held MC position in a single evening. This is coming from The Hollywood Reporter. I mean, you had Whoopi <laughs> and Anne Hathaway and James Franco. Yeah, that was a debacle, though. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who, when was, who's the last lady? Was she the last lady? 
I honestly cannot remember. I'm just, you know, going off the dome. But yeah, this is exciting, Ashley. It's very exciting. I'm actually, obviously, more excited about Regina Hall. (laughs) More than anything. Then Wanda Sykes and then Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, she's fine. Her humor is hit or miss for me. But I feel like three... I always appreciate an Amy Schumer-Tina Fey combo. I feel like that's the combo for me. You know, and from her stand-up, the only joke that to this day had me cracking up is she was talking about the Kardashians and she said that she's like you know I love the Kardashian family because they're the only humans on earth that look at their faces and toe got maybe not (laughs) let's change this up a little bit that took with me so much super excited just because women get it done I feel like they're going to do a really good job of course I'm thinking about Tina Fey and Amy their work for Golden Globes and they always knocked it out of the park so Mm -hmm. I'm just and then you got Wanda Sykes who will give you that edgier you know situation and she's gonna make some people uncomfortable and I'm here for it so here for it (laughs) and you know I feel like Regina is that nice um liaison between comedy and actor you know what I mean so I feel like she's gonna have like some funny skits or something that we get to see with Regina Hall because there's gonna be something hilarious. yeah there's gonna be something there were like some superstars that she's done like some skits with or something because it's also the article saying that each host will anchor a separate hour uh with Amy Schumer leading things off so I'm really mm-hmm. curious to see how each kind of puts their own flavor on it um Amy Schumer said I'm not sure who thought this was a good idea, but I'm hosting the Oscars along with Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall. I better go watch some movies. <laughs> you know, I just realized I've been in my head this whole time thinking Amy Poehler when I've been saying Amy Schumer. <laughs> well, see, I didn't want to. I was like, well, was was there a, t- a name? No, I'm thinking of Amy Poehler. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sorry, Amy Schumer. I absolutely know who you are. And I watch a lot of your stuff. I just, in my mind, was like, oh, we're, I'm thinking Amy. I've literally been thinking Amy Poehler this whole time. So it just clicked. <laughs> so I'm sure they will each be very interesting, though. And it does make me a little bit more excited for the telecast because, you know, we didn't have a host. We had the controversy with Kevin Hart. All this stuff has like overshadowed. And then obviously the diversity issues and all those other things as well. I know. I'm, but I I'm a little excited with this announcement. Not allowed to talk about any of that stuff this year. I'm, they better yeah. not. Don't let don't that's the last thing y'all want to do. Do not try to brush over the stuff that y'all know that we are thinking someone should mention you know what I mean because that's where the best punchiest humor comes from when y'all can make fun of yourselves and actually we get a chance to participate in the academy awards this year because there's a freaking social media category rolling out this year too so this should be a fun it should be fun it should be fun I'll just say that well they need to reel the audience back in because last year was the lowest ratings it had been since the first ever Oscars. So, but girl, we got Power of the Dog leading in nominations. So, <laughs> yay to the enthusiasm! Because <laughs> I was gonna say, how many regular folk are like, "Oh my God, the Power of the Dog"? Have you watched it? I still haven't watched it, and we watch movies on exactly. a regular basis. So, yeah, 
I mean, if they had gone ahead and gave Spider-Man the nomination that it deserved just for general hype. Did it deserve it? For general hype. That was my caveat. It deserved (laughs) it for general hype. If y'all want to bring the popular vote and the popular approval and audience in, then you're going to nominate a Spider-Man because Spider-Man just surpassed Avatar as the number three biggest film of all time. All time. First of all, the movie was fantastic, though. We said this already, but yeah. Academy Award? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, hey, there's been some other things that I've side-eyed, so why not Spider-Man? Okay? True that. That's all we got for quick headlines. Let's move into our two hot topics today. The first one, Super Bowl reactions to our halftime commercials and celebrities. I'll say this quickly. The LA Rams won, okay? Uh, 23 to 20. It was a phenomenal game against the Bengals. It was a phenomenal game. Okay. Way to go, Bengals, holding it to the very end. As upset as I was that the Bengals came so close. Listen, this is not a sports podcast, okay? So let's talk about what we focus on on recapping. Halftime show, commercials, and celebrities. So, Delora, give me your reactions to the epic halftime performances. It was phenomenal. (laughs) It was so good. I mean, as problematic as Dr. Dre is in his personal life, focusing solely on the music, his his beats are iconic. It just automatically puts you in the mood. You know what I'm saying? Like California, mm-hmm. I mean, the first song that played on the radio when I got into my rental car in Los Angeles was California Love. I like, love it. Literally. I love it. It was so good, Ashley. Like ah, Snoop Dogg, Crimp Walking, all over the place. Mary singing my two favorite songs, Family Affair, No Drama. No Drama. I was like right there, like on the edge of my seat, like, no more drama. She looks phenomenal. She's one of the few women who can wear any freaking hair color and look yes. amazing. I oh, loved yes. everything. I love the high doing boots. It. Yes. I love everything. I love the thigh meat. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Auntie, I know yes. I saw I saw a post that said thick thighs save lives and I was like yep that's right yes. <laughs> you know 50 cent even though he and I share a birthday I don't claim him you know <laughs> <laughs> I was I was surprised to see him upside down because I was like what is happening here what's going on but I was, uh, I was afraid he's gonna fall I was like is that sturdy like this is a little thrown up in the middle of the stadium set up hopefully you're okay but what i will say is i love the setup i love like the different rooms and the parties visually it was stunning for television so i can only imagine what it was like in person Mm -hmm. um i thoroughly enjoy kendrick lamar choreography yeah he hit us with some shoulders he hit us with some moves and then there's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh hype, hype. Golden Lords thing with his dancers, Meteor Man, Meteor Man. Where y'all at? First of all, when I saw the picture on social media, when people found that reference 
and I saw Don Cheadle in in it. I was like, Don Cheadle was really in everything. <laughs> I mean, the Golden Girls reboot. I hate the Golden Palace. <laughs> Don Cheadle is a working actor, people. If y'all did not know, four decades. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then finally. Um, I was beside myself laughing hysterically at everybody in their LA finest crib walking in unison. I was like, this is the blackest halftime show that I've ever seen in my entire life. Exactly. And I don't care what any <laughs> naysayer has to say about it because I love this shit. Okay. This is amazing. Hype. And what got me even more is I was not ready to be hyped because I was no. not eagerly anticipating these performances. Like, I remember when it was announced, I was like, eh, okay. I'm like, they all got hit, so it should be good, right? I, I just, it wasn't <laughs> even on my radar that I was going to be so thoroughly entertained. And that's no disrespect to those artists. I just wasn't, it just wasn't something I was thinking about leading up to it. When I tell you I was out of my seat. I could not like Girl. every single performance. I was like, yes, like yes. so into it. I don't think I've ever rapped so hard to lose yourself in my <laughs> life as I was. And why is Eminem looking like a light-skinned black man with that beard and those Jordans? I was like, excuse me, sir. What is happening? Who are you? Marshall? I literally told my mom, I said, this man came on the scene with that platinum blonde, Marshall Mathers, Slim shady look, and now he's looking like a light skinned black man with this beard. Like, so funny, just, so funny. I loved it so much. Kendrick, everything. I wish Kendrick's performance was a little bit longer. I will say that Same. because I was so entertained. I loved, I loved Visually, the, was, oh, the, yes. the seamlessness of the way that they went about everything. I love the breakouts mm. of the dancers and all their different like yes. outfits and different moves. Like, where I t- where it ranks because that's my next question is where it ranks for me in my now like Super Bowl halftime performances is probably a strong number three or four. Where does it rank for you in your top oh, Super Bowl performances? It's top three. It's yeah. top three for sure. And I can't even tell you what my number one is because Beyonce and Bruno Mars together, mind you, that was Coldplay's halftime show. I know, but the that's way they two. came out, that's number two because Beyonce by herself is absolutely number one. Like I just. See, it's number See, and, one. And, and I hate to say it, but I don't know. I really do love, I really do love that halftime show. I think that was what 2016. She she rocked the house, the lights went out at the end and everything. But I think I think honestly the Bruno Beyonce um co-play situation might be number one because I mm. lost my mind. It was so With good. Them together. I'm like, we need why don't y'all do this more often? Like, I don't understand. I know it was so um, good, but you know, I still love Prince and I still really enjoy Janet Jackson's performance back in the day, even though it ended with such a hoopla, but it was mother effing Janet Jackson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been so underwhelmed with so many halftime performances that the ones that were good just stand out so vividly for me. You know what I mean? Yes. Because There have been some, I'm like, wow, that was not, this is not my year. (laughs) So the fact we had a phenomenal game and a epic halftime show, I'm like, y'all really trying to overshadow all this controversy NFL. Y'all really trying it. Girl, 
It's a mess. It's a mess. Did you see they put a black woman lawyer against Brian Flores claim? I'm like, why? Why did she sign up for this? <laughs> Almost was like, is she Candace Owens? But I don't want to paint that brush on that woman because I don't know her. I have not looked into the situation. So, ma'am, I would never I would not do that to you. But I need to hear more. OK, um, do you have any favorite commercials? Because obviously commercials are always a big thing with Super Bowl. Yes. My favorite was Zendaya's commercial with the, the seashells and Andre 3000 at the very end. Like that. I just love that wonderful surprise. And of course, that was his voice. Like, why didn't I think of it when I first heard it? You know what I mean? I, I did enjoy the Paul Rudd and um Seth, Seth Rogen commercial although I didn't like the creepiness of it but it still was kind of funny because I it, it was very impressionable right it stuck with me how about you what, what were your favorites I just thought of one last thing I wanted to say about the halftime performance really quick Anderson Pack living his best life as oh, a drummer up there he's so brought good. me so much joy I will say so that good. so much joy but to be honest, Laura, the Zendaya commercial is definitely my favorite commercial. You want to know why? Because I didn't, I could not tell you another commercial that aired during the entire Super Bowl. Like, I don't know where I was. I don't know what I was doing, but I was not paying any attention. And I had caught that commercial before the Super Bowl. Like, I forget what I was watching, but they played that. I think it was probably like a morning show. They played that commercial. And I was like, oh, I love that commercial. Zendaya looks fabulous. Andre 3000, hello. So yeah, that's definitely my favorite commercial because none of the rest of them live in my mind whatsoever. Don't, couldn't remember what the product was, but Zendaya looked fabulous. Well, you know what I was really annoyed by? Um, so they had the Doctor Strange trailer, but they didn't show the trailer. They were like, go to the website or Twitter or whatever to see the full trailer. It's the Super Bowl. Show <laughs> me the whole trailer. That was annoying to me. And I didn't even go and look at the new trailer just because I'm like, this makes no sense. Well, they showed it during uh, Spider-Man. I mean, so they did. Yeah, I'm like, I think it. I think it may be another one, um, another iteration. You know, they're responsible trailers and stuff like that. But still, um, I felt like there was one more, but for whatever reason, it is escaping me. So I am so sorry. Maybe it'll hit me later. My last question is: Do you have any celeb sightings that you really, really enjoyed? I really did enjoy the shots we got from j-lo and ben that one was funny <laughs> j-lo with whatever that dance move she was doing she was, was me it's okay <laughs> and then of course beyonce sighting riri looked amazing of course and my other favorite sighting was doja cat because she's so awkward oh my gosh she's so crazy i love her I saw it on social the next day and I'm like, I want to be her friend. Like she would be so entertaining. Um, I love the rock being the one who opened the game essentially. Like, I'm like, you have not lost the sauce. None of it. I I told you got that wrestler bravado sauce. I was telling David that I was like, oh, this is his, this is him. Why, why did we forget? Like, don't let the movie star fool you. Exactly. Okay? Like, 
Only thing I needed him to do was the people's eyebrow. That would have been just the icing on the cake. He's like, and, y'all ain't paying me for enough for this. <laughs> exactly. And then as much as I thought um, the version of the Star Spangled Banner that was sung was absolutely beautiful. So good, and Nikki. she looked fabulous. Yeah. Um, Janae Iko is my girl. So I love that my girl Janae got to come out there and sing America the Beautiful. Um, do not confuse two Black women or Janae's not necessarily Black, but she's Black-ish. Do not confuse two women of color, um, you know, it with, was bad. with the prompter people. It was so bad. I was like, <laughs> these are celebrities singing these songs and you can't even get them right? It's not like they were in the crowd. <laughs> well, remember too, they had just confused Big Sean and Janae with yes. uh, with um, Sarah Mich- Jessica. I'm about to say Sarah Jessica Mich- Parker. Michelle, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Why am I getting white people confused today? Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. on a prompter as well. So it's just like y'all doing Janae dirty. I remember the other commercial I enjoyed. It was, I believe, Planet Fitness, and it was Lindsay Lohan. They were making fun of her. Mm. And that that was fun. I love that she can laugh at her past, you know, and Ain't got no other choice. You know, Lindsay is one of those celebrities that like I break in my mind into two people. Like there's the child and younger Lindsay. And then there's adult Lindsay, like the mm-hmm. Lindsay from the parent trap mm-hmm. and the Lindsay yeah. that exists now are two different people in my yeah. mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure Drew Barrymore was that for the generation before us. Right. Oh, yeah. She did a hard 180. Right hard but good for her because when I look back at her being a child and going to studio 54 I'm like you didn't stand a chance girl (laughs) what were your parents doing okay the shenanigans that had to have been going on in studio 54 cannot imagine being exposed as a child all right Delora any other favorite moments or things to discuss from the Super Bowl it would have been awesome if the Bengals would have won obviously Mm. but I am so proud of them I don't claim the Bengals I'm mainly a college football fan however I was really impressed with what they were able to do this year and they did not even though we didn't win they definitely did not disappoint me at all Showed up and showed out. You know, I was on the floor really upset there uh, in the final two minutes. I was. But it was a hell of a game. Hell of a showing from both teams. Yes. Um, So, you know, Cincinnati fans, Ohio, stand up. Besides Browns fans, I know y'all probably couldn't care less. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, it was a great game. And um, we'll get it next time. I find it really rich, though. The Rams football uh, quarterback. It's a former lion and he was lying for many years and he did absolutely nothing. So to see him <laughs> win a Super Bowl, I'm just like, where was all this? You had Megatron and you still couldn't do, you didn't do half of this. <laughs> like, He's coming to his own, I guess. Depends on I who guess. you put around him and your coaching and all that as well. So sure. I'm not going to say congrats, <laughs> but you know, y'all all right. Um, all right. So our final... <laughs> Our final hot. I heard, I heard that they have the blackest 
coaching staff of all of NFL though like if you were to look at the bench hmm. of coaches so for so I don't know I, LA Rams do yes yes okay whatever um <laughs> <laughs> take your word for that and keep it moving our final hot topic is one that I have been very very hesitant to discuss because it all it has gotten so much attention already but I'm trying to come at it from a different angle just so, you know, we're not focusing on so much of the hoopla and craziness. And that is Kim and Kanye. Delora, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have been going through a lot the past few weeks, to say the least. Kanye has been very publicly coming after Kim, first bashing her for her parenting choices, then declaring he wants her back, including a very public display for Valentine's Day this week. All the while, also coming for Pete Davidson, her new boo, both in music and his public statements, and then posting private conversations with Kim, addressing concerns over his safety. Kanye himself only days ago reportedly broke up with the woman he'd been seeing, Julia Fox. (laughs) But I really want to focus on the public reaction to the drama, Delora. Outlets have been reporting on all these shenanigans and people are eating this shit up. But I've also seen the reactions from some that understand, understandably cite concerns for Kim and her family's safety and noting the problematic behavior being displayed. I think Charlamagne said it well in The Breakfast Club when he noted that the public has to stop dick riding dysfunction. Girl. Do you think the public reaction and interest is egging this situation on? And has this situation gone from entertaining to concerning for you? The public's reaction, you know, honestly, I haven't been paying much attention to the public's reaction simply because anybody who's defending Kanye right now, I kind of muted them (laughs) immediately because this whole situation is toxic and it's extremely troubling to watch. Kanye, obviously, he's a ham. He's a he's an attention hog, you know, so is is all this attention egging him on potentially some people are saying that he's doing on doing all this for publicity he has a documentary that just came out first part on netflix and an album dropping on the 22nd and they're saying like oh you know his public meltdowns always seem to coincide with some type of marketing for some type of project but what i will say is what he's been doing to kim first of all darn him for making me defend kim kardashian in the first place (laughs) this is a very sticky situation here i feel like it is extremely troubling what he's doing to kim he seems completely unhinged because obviously we know he has a history of mental illness, but it's to the point where it's really scary in in my opinion, how he's bashing her one moment and then love bombing her the next, sending her a truck full of roses and exposing private conversations that he's stating, Oh, you're my favorite person in the world. Lord, bring my family back all this, any other, this is not okay. And if he didn't have money or fame, 
this would be restraining order. Where's the police? We need to put, we need a paper trail. The last part I was going to say to that is, thank God Kim has her own money because if she did not have this level of independence, this would be an even worse situation. Mm. And I don't know how it's possible because this situation is really bad, but Mm. I'm concerned I'm concerned with her health and well-being along with those kids. I'm not going to lie. What about you? Yeah, you said so many things, made so, so many great points with this situation. And it is absolutely gone from entertaining to concerning for me. Not that I ever saw it as entertainment, but I mean, the sense of like, oh, it's just, you know, celebrity gossip yeah. celebrity culture um it's it's definitely an issue and it's definitely the more that i feel like i've seen it deteriorate and the more that i see posts and news about it i'm like we're this is not helping people in the comments still seem like they're going back and forth i just saw a post where we hopped on the mic from a pseudo celebrity talking about kanye don't you know just follow God follow God's lead he'll you know Kanye's not crazy he's you know trying to get his family back this this, and that like stop it stop it he's had four girlfriends trying to get his family back in the process it's just the pattern of behavior in general to your point about people trying to defend him Imagine if you were going through this. That's just what I always think about people who try to make it seem like, oh, Kanye is just, this is just him being him or it's just him being passionate about wanting his family back. Imagine if you were in Kim's shoes. First, he's calling you out saying that you're trying to keep him from Chicago. He's coming at you and your entire family. And this is on top of all the other shenanigans that have gone on during the course of you guys' relationship. Then he's coming at you publicly about North, about her being on TikTok, she finally makes a statement because Kim had never said anything negative about Mm -hmm. that man publicly. Still really didn't. It was more so just in defense of her decision-making. And then you apparently are making threats, not only against Pete and Song, but then egging on people in the general public to shout at him and to potentially do him harm. And to try to galvanize the public in that way when you know some people really are that type of crazy and really would do something to somebody like it's it's volatile Laura it's volatile and I know you and I personally have spoken on this about some real genuine concerns for the safety of Kim and her family I hope that it doesn't get to that point but I also against Charlamagne's point I think we need to step out of the situation and stop giving it light and energy which again is why we haven't really talked about it on the podcast right because remove us from this narrative yeah please. I do think that you know him getting the attention from it keeps him wanting to do some of the shenanigans he's doing because he knows that like he even did a post thanking the shade room for their support <laughs> okay yeah yeah, this is not a context I want to be getting uh, getting thanked in. I'll say that. So, you know, I know that it's a drop in the bucket and media is going to do what media is going to do. Yeah. But no. And it just seems like he doesn't understand what boundaries are, which doesn't bode well for a healthy divorce and co-parenting situation. So I feel like he needs to understand that 
that bridge has been burned down to the ground and we need to just move forward. And I say we, again, I don't need to be a part of this conversation, but. You know what? I You just sparked a thought in my head too of, does he get away with this behavior because there's no like, and there's not a lot of like male figures in that family who would stand up to him. Like there's no mm-hmm. father figure around because their father's passed away. Stepfather's mm-hmm. not really involved and has gone through with, you know, Bruce now Caitlin has gone through Rob isn't going to say anything. Like, I also right. wonder if it's a little bit of that, like this mm-hmm. energy come because you just don't feel like anybody is going to test you. That's a great point. Cause Kanye would never add like this towards like Jay-Z, right? Mm-hmm. He will try it, but it really doesn't go this crazy. Mm-mm. Like, Because you know I mean? <laughs> like I said, even him coming after Pete, I'm like, there's only so many people you would get away with coming at publicly like this without there being a significant issue that would go down in real life. And I, I don't think you want that smoke because I see him as somebody who is a lot of bark. But I don't yes. think there's no bite. <laughs> I don't I think agree. there's any bite That's behind it. That's a good it. point. That's a good point. I don't know. I'm just, I'm tired of Kanye though. I really Girl, am. it's been in our face every single day for like two weeks. In Recap Nation, we really have been very aware of what's been going on, but we, we waited. We waited. Delora and I have conversations about our hot topics and headlines. And some weeks I'm like, I'm not bringing up these things. Like I'm, I, we're refusing to talk about these things because again, it, it, it has moved past the point of just being pop culture or entertainment news in my mind. Yeah. So for you, it's always Kanye. And for me, it's Nick Cannon and (laughs) baby announcements. Well, we haven't talked about his latest you know, song. Song. So. <laughs> but just to give everyone an idea of where we stand, <laughs> they, these are the number one and number two right now. <laughs> and you know, number three for me is Tristan. Like, I do not, <laughs> I do not want to talk about that man ever again. But, mm. you know, say all that to say, you know, I hope that this gets resolved at some point with, you know, him really finding it within himself to move on with his life and for this to be able to, you know, stop being unhealthy. Because at the end of the day, you have four children and North is getting older by the damn day. And I doubt she's unaware because even if she's not yet fully aware, you got Penelope, you got Mason, you got the cousins over here who are getting older and are knowing and knowledgeable. Like you don't need that to be filtering into your kids lives and minds they're already gonna have enough to deal with y'all family has already given them plenty that they're gonna have to deal with mm-hmm. so let's move past this guys and on that note Laura, we're gonna move past this episode because we're done for today with our quick headlines and hot topics but as usual yeah. we got a recap coming next week what are we recapping we are recapping a music documentary, Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. Super excited. This is Questlove's directorial debut, and it's a lot of fun. We're closing out Black History Month with Black Joy and some history, but a really good time musically for sure. 
and it's Oscar nominated, as we talked yes, about is. when we did our uh, Oscars discussion. So, guys, we look forward to it. If you have not checked it out, it is on Hulu for your enjoyment. And we will see you then, Delora. Till next time. Bye.